0: Is it is it bad that I'll call my brother like specifically like call his number, right? I mean
1: that's generally how you call people.
0: Right, but like no no no, like this is important to know that I okay, shut the okay. fuck up. No, this is important. <laughs> <laughs> I will specifically call him, call his number. He'll mm-hmm. answer the phone and he'll be like what the fuck do you want? And I'll be uh-huh. like I want to I want to talk to your better half, right? Okay, yeah. And he'll be like she's always right there. They're always together. It's so cute like like it's so cute i want to like step in front of a bus but at any rate so he'll be like she's right here let me put on speaker so like he'll put on speaker and she'll be like hey what's up i was like hey can you tell my brother that i need and then i'll just hear him in the background go what the fuck
1: (laughs) that's pretty good actually
0: that's reasonable though it just hits different when you tell the wife yeah, or the 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 better half to do something. Like, oh, absolutely. Like that I need like whenever I need my brother to do something, I'm like, "Hey, I need you to tell my brother to do this," and she'd be like, "Yeah, okay." And like more, he's more efficient when it just comes from her and not me.
1: Oh, absolutely, because that's the spouse versus the sibling. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's. So
0: I, I did that the other day, and he was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, um, so I could have swore I told this story. To you or at least on this podcast, that I guess the fuck I did not. Uh, to Bubba. So when it comes to scary things, I am a little bitch, as we all have learned. I mean, we're on uh-huh, episode yeah. we're on episode nice. I think yeah, we can yeah, you know figure Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think nice. we could, yes, we episode so I think we can all discern at this point that when it comes to scary shit, ghosts scary movies Mm -hmm. like do like have you
1: not noticed that whenever we watch scary movies i legitimately hide behind a pillow the whole oh absolutely yeah okay and when it gets like really scary you have to like grab someone to like (laughs) assure yourself (laughs) that someone is there so if something really bad happens you can throw them in front of you and you can run away yeah absolutely i mean not that's not why i grab people but i mean i do do that in my head that's why you grab people (laughs) okay fair
0: okay so so I went to the one and only haunted house that I've ever went to. However, this was not a house; it was a fucking cave,
1: called
0: Whoa, no. Ruby Falls. Nope. Now, now, um, I'm gonna pull this up real quick because I meant to pull it. Ruby Falls in Tennessee. Um, if you ever in- are in Gatlinburg, go Gatlinburg. No, Chattanooga. It's in Chattanooga. Thank you. In Chattanooga, definitely go. Um, this this cavern. I'm trying to get the exact number. So this cavern, I think it's something like one of the largest, tallest waterfalls underground that was discovered in 1928.
1: Oh
0: my god! Um, you discover you should 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 descend 260 feet down into the mountain. I thought it was farther than that. I thought it was a thousand feet. But anyways, you so so okay. So let me back up. This is probably pre-covid way pre-covid like god 2017 2018 2019 somewhere in there right yeah it was more like 2019 2018 2019 we go to we go to rory falls and they're like oh there's a haunted thing so we buy tickets and we go right gross okay i've never been i've never been before in my life so we we get in this we we go and we're we're standing in line and they give you like a thing right so we get on this elevator it's our turn we get in this elevator and they're giving us this whole fact thing and i don't know fuck shit nothing about this place i'm like oh there we go there it is i found it so they're telling us how this is going to play out they're like all right the 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 haunted walkthrough is you're going to get on this elevator you're going to go down into the caverns 1120 feet below the surface where we start that is how far the elevator descends into the fucking ground no i'm good okay i'm okay thank you and then they're like you're gonna walk through You're going to ride an elevator back up, and then you're going to go through another haunted spooky part, and you're going to come out however you come out. And I'm like, I did not sign up for this. I mean, I did, but, like, I did not know details. I did not know anything about this. So I'm like, this is freaking me the fuck out. So we get on this elevator, and we descend 1,120 feet below the surface.
1: I'm good. No, no thank you.
0: And it's me and Kevin. And now you have to know something about Kevin. This motherfucker will ride the craziest roller coasters i have ever fucking seen and he Ugh. will not make a face Ugh. he won't make a face he won't scream he won't nothing he'll be deadpanned like he'll be that i'll see that motherfucker upside down on a roller coaster and he will not be making a face okay. nothing scares him nothing scares him so he's like i he's like the only reason why i'm taking you is to watch you get scared okay yeah no and that's like, the same reason i take you places fuck the both of you so we get to the bottom and it's dark and i'm clinging to this motherfucker like a cat <laughs> on a cat tree i'm like bro what the fuck these shit and we're alone i don't know where half our like we went down with a whole crate of people and it was just he and i in the fucking dark and i'm like on to him right <laughs>
1: This woman crawls out of the fucking rocks. See, I can't handle people crawling. Crawlers scare me. They always well, have. It,
0: it was higher up, so it was like it was probably like she just crawled out of like this. It wasn't on the ground. It was a little bit higher up. So it was maybe okay. Like okay, that's body that's a height. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's kind of like eye level-ish, right? So she crawls out and she's like something like along the lines of like, "I want that pretty." Like talking about me, no. I'm like uh. no. Ah, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> so she she kind of like crawls out and she's now like walking around. She's like, can I have you? And I'm like, absolutely the fuck not, no. But she's be, like creepy vampire like oh, bullshit. Yeah. And so she looks at Kevin and she was like, I'll trade you for her. And, he, and Kevin was like, okay, sure. <laughs> and so she's like kind of like walking around us being really fucking creepy, right? Like freaking me out. So finally she drags her finger down my back and she's like are you sure i can't have you and of course in any other situation i'd be like yes ma'am but in this one i was like fuck no (laughs) i zoe i fucking ran i didn't know where the fuck i was going i didn't know what i was doing i took the fuck off through these caverns and it was like fuck you bitch and i ran I left Kevin, and he is howling, laughing. And this other <laughs> chick was like, where are you going? <laughs> Anyways, I was like, fuck you, fuck this. And I left. So so we like, I think that was kind of like it for the cavernous part. I think that was the only part that scared me. Everything else was just kind of like weird, scoop, spoopy skeletons like yeah. that came out of the things. So we saw the waterfall. That was yeah. really cool. It, it was like super fucking tall. And you oh, could absolutely, see the whole thing. Yeah. So we get on this elevator to go back up. And it just
1: starts rocking side to side nope absolutely (laughs) not i that is my one fear is fucking elevators no thank you so the whole elevator was rigged like it was fucking
0: broken and of course (sighs) we have to to go up (sighs) 1120 feet and it like stops halfway it like jitters and acts like it's falling back down so we're all screaming bloody murder kevin's laughing his ass off like a fucking psycho and so finally we make it to the top and like we all just book it off of this fucking elevator because we're like, hell no. So that was the first part of it. Now we have to go through the second part of it. And this is where I got got. So we have to like Ooh. climb through like all these like shipping containers and like run around like all of these fences. And like there's people jumping out and screaming at us. Like some people you can catch before they jump mm-hmm. out at you. Like you see them before it happens. Yeah. This one motherfucker got me good. I have no idea how this happened. But there was a part where we came out of a shipping container, and then we had kind of had to, like, go through, like, a, a U-shaped fence to, into mm-hmm. another shipping container. And I kind of – I see him in the first shipping container. I see him, and, he's like, he's scaring a bunch of other girls, and I'm like, I, I see him. And I, I lock onto him. I'm like, I know where that motherfucker is, uh-huh. right? like, so he's not, he's not going to get me. So as I'm walking around this U-shape, and I get to right where I'm expecting him to be, he's not there.
1: Oh, very smart man. And I'm like
0: – and Kevin's right behind me, Right. And I'm like, where the fuck did he go? And as soon as I finished this spot, this a square of the fence was cut out and it just opens and he just screams as loud as he can and he like comes through the square Uh to grab me and i scream i fucking scream and i take off running and kevin is again (laughs) laughing his ass off even the guy started laughing i heard he broke character and he started laughing because i screamed so loud and ran so fucking fast i I like i think i fucking dive bombed into the shipping container because it was like filled with like foam and shit and i was like Oh, God, no. Absolutely not. Not today, Satan.
1: <sighs>
0: <laughs> so then the worst part of it uh huh. Oh, okay. was we were walking through the last bits of it, and I'm like freaking the fuck out, and we're almost getting to the end of it, and there's like props, right? Mm-hmm. It was like a witch's hut. Okay? Yeah. It, it was, that's what it kind of looks like. It was like a little like, cabiny, Ooh. and it had like a little witch in a rocking chair, and it had like some other like woo-woo like shit hanging up like not like
1: dream catchers but like shit like that hanging up like the 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 evil witchy version of of uh dream catchers
0: yeah 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 Yeah. yeah. so like pentagram looking shit which isn't yeah Blair Witch Project bullshit yeah Yeah. yeah, 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 yes absolutely so I'm looking at it I'm like oh that's kind of like cute and this that and the other and I'm not thinking anything of I think it's like decorations all of a sudden the witch in her chair comes flying out of the chair right at me and it's cackling and it, like screaming at yeah. me and it's coming right fucking for me. I start panicking like Uh a fucking squirrel. I didn't know whether to go left (laughs) or right. And I'm like, I'm like going left and I'm going right. And I'm like, which way am I fucking going? Because I couldn't process how this fucking animatronic witch was coming the fuck at me. And as I'm panicking, freaking out, trying to get the fuck out of the way because I don't know where I'm supposed to go, Kevin is once again. Crying, laughing at me because he knows it's an animatronic and I'm losing my fucking mind. So finally, I like dive bomb to the left out of the fucking way. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I turn around and this thing was on like a scissor mechanism where it was like all accordion style up, yeah. but, then, but it like just shot. At- I was so fucking upset. I was so fucking mad oh my god that scared the shit out of me so bad because it flew straight at my face and i was like how is this animatronic it i it probably came at me like 20 feet like this thing like came out and because of my perception of it just looked like this thing was flying at me i didn't see like the whole arm on it absolutely oh i fucking screamed so loud so anyways that was the whole that was the whole thing
1: that's that god bless you that's oof, oof I screamed. Yeah, a lot, it sounds a like. A lot. Yeah.
0: yeah. I screamed and I ran. Good times. Good times. Yeah. I actually just realized that was actually not the first horror house I went into. I went into another horror house Ooh. with Kevin. But nothing really scary happened after that one. The only thing that happened was in the very last room, it was super dark. And mm-hmm. then I felt claws go through my hair. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I screamed and ran out of that one. Absolutely.
1: Did yeah. I? Did I ever tell you that I helped build and run a haunted house? You're one of those. Yeah, absolutely. I'm one of those. Y- you could you could tell it on the next episode. Okay.
0: <laughs> Haunted houses, like
1: oh, good people shit. who like love them. You need you all need help. Oh no! I there. I like running them. I don't like being in them because I get jump scared really easily. Oh yeah? yeah okay, absolutely. then I'm gonna take I'm gonna take you on a haunted house and see how you like it. Okay, but like the worst that'll happen is I'll make like a meep noise or I'll try and hit somebody. So like <laughs> <laughs> those are our okay. actions. There is no uh. fight or there's no like flight in my system. It's just fight. That's it. It's okay. like make a noise and then hit. That's it. That's that's
0: fair. That's so true. Yeah. You only have fight. You only have fight.
1: Okay. <clears throat> um
0: you wanna know what else also has fight? What? No flight. <laughs> fight no fight reactions. <laughs> and also and also screams like a little bitch.
1: <laughs> yes. Spooky stories. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> What do I do here? Patreon. Flip the coin and then Patreon, or Patreon and then flip the coin? Patreon then flip the coin. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, if you want to support us and even potentially send us to another scary house so I scream like a bitch and have more stories. Which I think next Halloween you need to come up, we need to go to a scary house in DC. I think that'd be really cool. I'm sold. That sounds fun. Okay. And of course, like we're also close to like all the asylums up here. So I'm pretty sure we could also find a horror house asylum. Hell yeah. That'd be pretty fun. All right, cool. So check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. Dos. We have a $5 medium tier and a $7 investigator tier. And if you sign up for the $7 investigator tier, you get additional bonus content that I promise you we're working on. I am just being fucked over at work right now. Woo. And you get a sticker in the mail. Woo. Stickers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I did find the qu- four quarter. I know in episode six. 68. I lost it. It it landed in the bookshelf, as per usual. But I found it, and we're going to flip it. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, let's go. What do you want? Uh, want? uh, Booty ass. Booty ass, because this this story is the shit. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh. I thought that was pretty good.
0: Oh, I didn't... Heads, I go first. Ah. Uh That's
1: fine. I'll just sit here and drink my wine.
0: When... <laughs> when when it's not a horror house, yeah. you should actually go to Ruby Falls. Hell yeah. It's not, a, go... it's not one now. Yeah, but like, are you down to going down? Are you down to go down a thousand feet into the earth
1: to see it? Ooh, I might have to take um, some calm <laughs> the fuck down medicine first for sure. <laughs> we'll give you a bedadrill before we go because you can't be
0: scared if you're fucking in a coma. I mean, that's true. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so I. Kitty Groves, mm. we'll be talking about the Rendlesham Forest Incident. God bless you. Ren- Rendles- Rendlesham?
1: Rendlesham. Well, it's in the UK. So. Oh. Wow. Mine's and, also not US. Weird. Where's yours? Australia. Oh. Weird. Weird.
0: Hmm. Oh. Hmm. I mean, that's interesting how that works. But anyways, um, mine's in Suffolk, Suffolk, UK. I don't know how to pronounce this shit. Oh, my God. Here we go. So we're going to start off with a man by the name of Vince Therkettle. Thur- okay, I laughed at that name for like Ms- a solid Mr. two Mr. minutes. Therkettle, Therkettle. Okay, uh, he-, he was in Rendlesham Forest one morning, late December of 1980. <gasps> it's series. also
1: late December now. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it is.
0: I know. <laughs> oh, I
1: mean, it's it's mid December, but whatever. Close enough. I mean. It's December, I guess. We'll just, we'll give it to you.
0: So at any rate, uh, this man was in the Rendlesham forest when an unmarked car pulled up. (gasps) Two men in their 30-ish, dressed up in suits, stepped out of the car and asked their kettle
1: if they could ask him some questions. Who is it, Zoe? Who are the two men? uh, They already asked him a question, so they're just being redundant now. I swear to God. I mean, they did. They said, sir, may we ask you a question or some questions? My always my response is is you've already asked me a question. There were men in black. <laughs> Anyways, ah, never change. But
0: like change, but like never change. I won't. Um, <laughs> he the the third kettle noted that these guys had like an almost perfect English accent. Like it was like like you know like yeah. That my exact reaction is like this. Like it, that could be creepy. That that could be weird. If somebody's talking so prim and so proper, it's like, what the fuck are you? Why? So gross. Uh, they asked him if they ha- if he had seen any lights in the forest the previous night, and he said no. Some words are misspelled because I was drinking wine when I wrote this. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they followed up by asking if he had left the house the night prior and if he had seen anything. And and at this point, their kettle was like. What what are you trying to get at? Like, what's your fucking point here? Like, yeah, what just, are you asking just, me? Right? Like, stop stop beating around the bush. Just ask me. Just say it. So they tell him about some red lights in the forest the night prior, and they firmly ask him twenty more questions about
1: it. That's a and large series of questions. Yeah, that's not. Can so, I ask you some questions? That's may I ask you? Uh, may we have an inquisition? Is what that is?
0: Cheese. <laughs> Yeah, uh, let me just enter fucking view you. So Thurkettle said, as they're going through this, oh, mm. all these questions, he said, they suddenly said, oh, well, fair enough, there's probably nothing in it, and left. So I bought the papers every day for the next few days to find out what was going on, and of course, there was nothing. Ew. Yeah, they they said, there's probably nothing in it. That's what they said, and walked away. So... What these two aliens—I mean, excuse me, sorry—these perfectly normal human beings—we're uh, referring to—is a two-part night morning event, okay? Ish, maybe three parts. So, as as history has shown, some of the details of this have gotten convoluted. As so, we do. right, it was kind of hard to discern when the dates happened. I couldn't figure out if it was December twenty-sixth and the twenty-seventh. Or if it was the 27th and the 28th, or if it was the 26th, 27th, 28th, or if it was the 27th, 28th, 29th. I have no idea. I have well, no idea. So because Right. Because I read, like, one story where it was like this, and then I read another thing that was like this, and then I read, like, documents that were, like, these three days. So, anyways, this happened over a course of certain number of days. The, the, the times, I guess, doesn't matter. It's more of, like, what actually happened did actually happen. I at least got okay, that part right. All right fair enough. Fucking, this is one of those that's like fucking <laughs> aggravating. I was like, this is stupid. Absolutely. So, the first part, the date could be the 27th. It could be the 26th. Depends on who you ask. But December 26th, 27th, 1980, there were st- several United States Air Force patrolmen stationed in the UK. Uh, okay. We do. We that's do. what we do. We, I mean, it's we the just, 80s. Right. Right, it's what we do. We're, we're just stationed everywhere. So, USAF is in the UK at a base. Uh, approximately 300, 300 hours in the morning, a patrol on the east gate of Royal Air Force in Woodbridge, UK noticed lights descending into the woods. The The base kind of extends into the woods. Weirdly enough, it's kind of like a long um, parallelogram
1: that Good goes word. into the woods. Okay. Thank
0: yeah. you. Yeah, so they could see into the woods because the base was in the woods. So when they say that they saw these lights in the woods, it's because the base was in the woods. That makes so, sense. That tracks. So they're like, yo dog, there's like three weird lights in the woods. Um, we got permission to go out there. And I guess base commander was like, yeah, go like take two other people and go. So three, three servicemen were sent out into the mysterious, were sent out into the woods to to investigate the mysterious lights, which the woods are about 5.8 mile Five point eight square miles of woods. So okay. like it's pretty decent. So it's pretty decent, right? Thinking it was a down aircraft, they saw the lights at about 0.3 miles away. So they went in to check it out. When they got out there, they saw a glowing object with a metallic appearance with colored lights. And this was noted by a Lieutenant Colonel Charles Holt. He was also the command the base commander at Royal Air Force Bentwaters. Okay. Which is the the pal- parallelogram. La, 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 la. The base that I was talking about, there's yeah. one just northeast of it in the woods. Okay. So Halt was at this other second base Got while the you. servicemen the servicemen were at the first base. Got you. Okay. So it's a little it's a little it's a little weird. So it was described as an unknown craft with tri- triangular shape, two to three meters across and two meters high. Okay. The white light coming from the craft was bright enough to illuminate the forest, so they could they could see what was going on. And there was a red light blinking at the top of the craft and a band of blue light at the bottom. Okay. They said they didn't know whether it was hovering or if on legs, but later, quote unquote, evidence suggests it was on its legs. Okay. Like like a tripod deal, yeah, right? Like like it's stilted up. Right. Right. So the patrol men, approached the aircraft i guess one of them like later proclaimed that he touched it he was <laughs> like i'm gonna touch the butt you know what i mean ha <laughs> <So>, ha <laughs> ha
1: touches booty
0: now that was a finding nemo reference i've only seen <clears> the <throat> movie once it was in the beginning where the
1: kid's like i'm gonna go touch the butt eh. Eh. i've only seen it once and i was like young it's an okay movie it's not it's not great it's okay
0: that's like a really good fucking movie what do you mean okay
1: I to, it's just not my cup of tea you that's know what's right. not my cup of tea? I'm about to. Harry Potter. And that's okay. Fuck. <laughs> I'm still going to watch all of them for Christmas. So it's fine.
0: Anyways. Yeah. Gross. Well, we still need to watch, uh, finish up Lord of the Rings extended version. We never yep. finished it. Yeah, We're going to watch town. the
1: second one when you're here. Oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> Fuck. That's another six <laughs> hours of my life.
1: We're planned. It's a plan. It's going to (laughs) happen.
0: Anyways. Yeah, proceed.
1: Continue telling me about this spooky alien triangular craft with its booty.
0: Okay, so when they try to touch the butt, it flew away. I mean, I would too. Yeah, so it it flew off, and uh, apparently, quote unquote, it sent the animals on the nearby farm into a frenzy. Okay, yeah,
1: that would send me in a frenzy too. Big spooky (laughs) triangular thing gets its butt touched and it runs. That would scare me. (laughs) (sighs) So the next day, the next... The next day. Sorry, I had my husband in here for refilling my wine. Cause what I'm, a good I'm husband. Because I'm a prissy bitch and he's very <laughs>
0: sweet. So. Oh, my God. Anyways, that's so nice. I'm going to step out in front of a train. So the Aww. next day. <laughs> 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 it's fine. So the next day. So I guess this is either the 27th or the 28th. I okay. have no fucking. The next day? We're next assuming. Day. Yeah. Okay. Or or maybe that morning. So like that happened at 300 hours. Okay. Okay, so three o'clock in the morning. So it yeah. could be the it could be the same day. Okay, we we don't really yeah. know. Yeah, we don't. I can't. I I could not figure it out. I'm so sorry. There was just so many dates that I was like, it was this day. No, it was. This day. It's all I great. I don't fucking know. So they went back out. Yeah, this is all we needed to be concerned about. They go back out into the clearing of the forest that they saw it at. Right, they found three prints in a triangular <gasps> pattern. Ooh, and the. Prints themselves were seven inches in diameter. That's big, they, right? Like that's pretty. It's pretty good. I was like, that's pretty good. A pretty good circle, right? Hefty. So yeah, and so it it was like in the grass. So there was a picture that was taken, and I did link it in my notes. But it's like super. It's super fucking like nineteen eighties picture. Like it's not. And you can see some of the prints. It's really hard. Like it's a really dumb picture. Like it's just. I mean it's a nineteen eighties picture. They were doing the best that they could with what they had. Well, not not good enough. So you could see like a couple of the imprints, so they look kind of weird. Okay. But but it was also mentioned that there were burn marks and broken limbs in some of the trees.
1: Ooh, spooky tree branches (gasps) broken. Oh my
0: god. So (laughs) they went out another day, whether it's the next I think it's like the next day, they go back out again. Okay. Okay. So either like the 28th or the 29th. They go out and they do some radiation testing. As you do. So I don't know. I've never seen this unit before. And I guess I should have Googled it before. But life happens. Um, Google this. Explore this word. Milo. I can't even say that. Unit of exposure to ionization radiation. Okay. So it's just a... Do You see that word right there? Yeah,
1: I'm trying to figure wanna, out how to pronounce it. You want
0: to you want to attempt it? Cause I can't. So, anyways, it's just a, it's a unit to measure radiation. Okay.
1: Millie Rowans? Roan, rowins rowings. <laughs>
0: I don't I don't have a fuck you say that. That's awful. I don't. I've never seen that before in my life. That's not that's not the unit that I usually see. So I'm like, I have no
1: fucking clue. I probably should have googled that, but <gasps> milli milli Rangans,
0: That is not what that says. That is okay. That's a That's a. I'm so sick of the English language. <laughs> Fuck. So they got zero point one, in, which is it's supposed to be about zero. By the way, just FYI, you're not supposed to get any radiation really. Um. So they got point one, which is a lot. Okay. In, yeah. In, in the in the three indents in the grass <gasps> where apparently the UFO touched down. <gasps> they also got 0.05 to point zero seven in the trees. In the surrounding area that was, like, facing inwards. Okay. On the the landing site, right? So, and there was also, like, some, some speculation that they also got the same reports, kind of, like, in certain spots. I guess kind of, like, maybe where it traveled. Yeah. Where they touched it and it flew off. Like, I guess maybe they took some readings through there, and they apparently got the same kind of readings where you're not supposed to get not zero. Okay. So, that's fun. So, that night, the same UFO was spotted at the back gate, of the base, and it was noted that it was a red sun like light that moved through the trees and pulsed. Ew, the pulsing. So, yeah, bleh, I don't like that word either. So, it was moving, right? It's a red light, one singular red light moving back and forth and pulsing like on and off. And then uh, suddenly it broke into five separate white objects and then just promptly fucked off into the night. But how? I don't know. Beats me. I'm I don't upset. fucking know i'm upset one of them should have been red maybe maybe when you break apart a red wavelength light into separate pieces it creates lower energy than the red can be produced and then you only get white light that's possible if that made I any
1: sense it did it made sense in okay. my brain um <laughs> i don't i don't I'm, I'm not sure i'm not sure i'd have to actually like do some google and some looking. And some science. But Yeah, you can science that bitch? Yeah, absolutely. Science the fuck out of it. Okay, anyways.
0: <laughs> I also sp- where did I- well uh my notes, where did I lose myself? Uh oh so okay, so right after that, they say that these they that the basement, including Holt, saw three star like objects that were noted in the sky. They said that there was two lights to the north and one light to the south. God, I was drunk while doing this sort of <laughs> of shit. So they also said that these lights weren't too high up off of the horizon, which is really interesting how they didn't discern these as stars. Yeah, that seems a little strange. Yeah, so they were 10 degrees off of the horizon. So they weren't, like, too high up, but like it was like all of a sudden there's extra stars in the sky. I have no idea. But they also did check out the lights through... Oh, this is why. they They looked at these extra lights in the night sky... I like your hair. Thanks. It's, a, it's, it's a so it's so sh- it's so short. <laughs> it is it's a little bitty. It's great. Yes, you got your hair you got your hair chopped off. Yes, so good. Okay. So they at a eight to eight to 12, 8 12 power lens. So I don't okay. I'm not a binocular person. I don't know what that means. Eight to twelve power. That's all I know. They said that the lights in the sky appeared elliptical and then turned into full circles. So my assumption is is that these were discs. That were elliptical, like, on their sides. Okay. And then flipped to where it was, like, the, like, the bottom or the top of this, the UFO was now, like, facing the binoculars. Makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. See my, Absolutely. my hands? Okay, great. Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah, glad yeah. You, could, you could see my hands and no one else can see my hands. It's, awesome. It's
1: cool. So. <laughs> they will all be confused. It's
0: fine. <laughs> That's how I like it. So <laughs> the, the lights to the north hung out for about an hour, they said. And then also those lights just fucked off. But then the light to the south hung around for about two to three hours, and then they said it was beaming down light. Like they could see like a bluish light coming down off of it, like it was tractor beaming some poor cow up into it, God knows only what, right? Absolutely. So it was also noted that the local PD did show up. Ooh. I I say PD of the UK, but um, I forget what the police in the UK are called.
1: Constables. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Detective so they... inspectors. <laughs> Those people. Yeah.
0: Yes. So they show up. Uh, they didn't see anything out of the ordinary. So the police logs were later released under the UK's Freedom of Info Act, where there was a detective that wrote that the it was just the lighthouse, okay. that they were seeing the, the lighthouse, because they're not too far from the shore. Okay. The UK has, has lighthouses. So... They were just like they're tripping balls, and um, of course, always some weird weather condition was making them see some RGB lighting, like you know whatever the, yeah. the, the black, the blue, the the red, the blue, the white RGB lights, red, green, blue, well, even right? Yeah, just weather conditions. Yeah, you know you're, you're seeing funky lights. Weather yeah. conditions. Yeah, yeah. So two weeks later, Lieutenant Colonel Charles Holt, that guy that I talked about, yeah, wrote. All of this in a memo, but I guess there's some discretion that he got the dates wrong of when all this stuff went down. Okay. Like he was he was like a day off. Okay. So so I cited it in my notes. And a lot of what I said also came out of what his what his notes say. Okay. Tell me
1: all he, about it. Well, I already told you about well, it. Continue telling me that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so there are, there are also tapes. That I've linked in my notes, but those are. You can also go to the, the Rendlesham Forest incident on Wiki, and you can find the memo and you can listen to the tapes. Okay. And apparently, these tapes were talk were were capturing what the men were saying while all this shit was going down. However, at the time, I was questionably feeling the spirit and also it's, filled with you know, the spirit. Even fi- yeah, yeah, filled. Yeah. There we go. Filled with the spirit and also. Um, It was, like, 1980s talk, and there was a bunch of static, and I just did not have the bandwidth
1: It was, like, 1980s talk, you know, the
0: old people. (laughs) Like, it was, like, they're speaking English, but I cannot right now. Like, I can't fucking do this. (laughs) Jesus. So, you can attempt. You can attempt. I'm not attempting. I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to know what they said. So, witnesses were pulled for statements, like a fellow by the name of Ed cabin sag what a fucking name cabin (laughs) sag (laughs) oh i might i might be mispronouncing that but it does end with sag and that's amazing so this this fellow i think he was one of the servicemen that went out there uh said we figured the lights were coming from past the forest since nothing was visible when we passed through the wood woody forest okay okay uh we would see a glowing near the beacon light, but as we got closer, we found it to be a lit-up farmhouse. We got to a vantage point where we could determine what we were chasing was only a beacon light off in the distance. Uh, another participant, John Burroughs, also stated we could see a beacon going around, so we went towards it. We followed it for about two miles before we could see it was coming from a lighthouse. Oof. So... Apparently, it was coming from a lighthouse. Oof. We don't Big know. Big
1: fucking oof.
0: So the same guy, John Burroughs, when he was out there investigating, he said he, he heard a sound like a woman screaming. Uh Which they don't have bobcats in the UK. However, yeah. there's a deer over there that does sound like a woman screaming. That I don't like. Called the, the Muntjac deer. M-U-N-T-J-A-C deer. Are you typing that in? No, but I'm gonna. <laughs> so, that's what they... So, like, this whole thing is about to get, like, ripped apart. So, Halt wrote this memo.
1: Oh, my God, it's sent- cute.
0: Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently, it screams like a woman.
1: It does scream like a woman. Did you... <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. It sounds like somebody getting fucking murdered. Also, there's uh, an ambulance driving by my house. I'm so sorry. Oh, I, I thought I heard something. That's fine. No yeah. worries So...
0: Okay, so if you want to Google that, deer, holy shit,
1: cool. spooky. Sorry,
0: I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it later. It's fine. So, so he sends it to the Ministry of Magic. I mean, Defense. Um, and um, yeah. So he, as a U.S. U.S. Air Force guy, sends it. Sends it to the U.K. peoples. Right. Okay. Two weeks after the incident, he gets it written out, and he did apparently get the dates all fucky. Apparently, so this is why it also discredited a lot of things, which I don't know where the proper dates came from. Then, like, how that happened. I don't know. I really feel like that that whole thing should have been fixed. So that's that's maybe like red flag, like major red flag number one. Okay. So the U.S. Freedom of Info Act. So like U.S. had one, the U.K. had one. Yay. Yeah. And it was pushed out. So the memo was released in 1983. Oh. There, there was never any investigation done by the U.S or the UK into this matter. The memo and everything that went along with it, though, like anything that was related to it was all kind of like bundled together and published in 2001. Okay. So like anything that came out of the memo also came out in 2001. So well, Hall believes that the two countries tried to cover up the incident. Sounds right. That the Ministry of Defense released an official document that was like, well, you're not looking into it and here's why we're not looking into it it's it's a waste of our time we're not doing this y'all tripping it was the lighthouse so <laughs> uh, ch- ch- something about halt signed an affidavit saying that what he saw was true and like he like and officially like put out a statement that it, he's like yes i believe the two countries are like fucking with me 2010 base commander colonel ted conrad okay made a statement that halt had no one to back him up had had people excuse me had people to back him up but no one did so why not so like why didn't yeah so why did no one else back him up if it was such a true true thing for him like if halt wrote this memo and this that and the other why did no one else why is no one else backing him up like called him out on his bullshit like like square up, like what's going on? So he also criticized Halt saying that he should be embarrassed Ooh. for s- for saying that the UK and the US are trying to cover it up. Ooh, and Conrad for sure. Colonel Conrad believes it was a hoax.
1: Ooh, whoop,
0: yikes. yikes! Big yikes! So let's, let's so let's let's get into it. Let's uh, see where the people have um, dissected this and what it could also possibly be. Give right? me. So at the beginning, I mentioned Vince their kettle yes he eventually went out to the marks that the three marks in the grass right yeah and when he went out there he was like these are just scuffs in the ground done by rabbits Uh oh oh yeah like what oh. the fuck so there was also this huge debate about like everyone saying it was the lighthouse but a bunch but halt was like the lighthouse doesn't shine its light onto mainland
1: that is also true I would agree with that. But Thurkettle says
0: that the lighthouse, in fact, does because it rotates. So obviously, why would it not shine its light onto the mainland? Okay, fair. Unless it's supposed to, like, be blocked and, like, shut off so it doesn't shine onto the mainland, because that would be, like, really fucking annoying. Um, So, like, there's this whole back and forth between does or does the lighthouse not shine onto the mainland? And that's what they were seeing that night.
1: Yeah, I actually don't have an answer because I don't know that much about lighthouses. Me neither. Yeah. Cause like
0: now I'm like, now I'm like they're supposed to go out to the ocean, but wouldn't that like aggravate a bunch of people seeing a light like every five fucking seconds shining yeah. in their direction? At any rate, so Kevin Cond—that's hey, how you say his last name. That was my phone. Uh, former U.S. security police officer, bro, came forward and said it was him all along. He was the one who was doing the lights in the forest. <gasps> he suited up an old cop car with modded lights and was driving through the woods that night. But um, there was never any proof that he actually did it.
1: I mean, that's the most, like, fucking military man I've ever heard.
0: Was he military or was he police? Uh, Military
1: police, it looks like. Oh, or
0: even not even Makes that sense. like
1: security security police. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like with the kind of like military and security friends that I have, like a hundred percent somebody be like, watch this and do that. Absolutely. True. Man.
0: But 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 it was but it was never proved that it was him. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. uh, and also I feel like three grown men going out to the woods would also know that it was a cop car. Oh yeah, okay, fair. Fair enough. Huh. Right. So so there's three three things that people are like, this is actually what happened that night. Like, here's okay. here's actually three things. The first night where they saw this bright light that they were chasing through the forest was actually a fireball? Yo. What's a fireball? Like, a, a meteor going through the sky? Like, I don't... I, apparently, I, is it a phenomenon? I don't know what it is. But apparently, people are like, yeah, it's just a fireball. What?
1: I don't know what that means. If I type in fireball, it's going to give me the alcohol. It's going to give you the alcohol, or if you're me, it's going to give you the D&D spell. Yep. D&D spell. Uh, another term for a very bright meteor.
0: Okay. Oh. So apparently it's just a type of meteor. Oh. I thought, but I wanted to double check that. Yeah. Say oh one more time for oh. me. Oh. <laughs> so that's one number one. Okay. Number two is that it was the lighthouse from the shore. Okay. Because someone noted that it was a, the light that was pulsing was blinking every five seconds, which is about the same frequency at which
1: the lighthouse light don't, you start fucking Would yawning. Would like turn, I covered my mouth. You shut up. You couldn't see it. You can't yawn either. Um, stop it. No. Damn it. Why'd you make me <laughs> yawn? Got him. The frequency of, w- of which the light turns is oh, every five seconds. The spinny light. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the spinny aperture light boy. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> okay, thank you. So, You're welcome.
0: And then the last being the lights on the horizon. Two to the north, one to the south. Were actually bright stars that are distorted by a- atmospheric interference. Have you ever looked at a star that is low on the horizon and it looks like it's a like doing a fucking like rave light show where it's like green, blue, red, and no. like flashing a bunch of different colors? You,
1: you've never noticed that? No. No, I don't so typically fuck? like actually actively go outside and be like, "Ooh, stars." I don't do that. Oh, I, I do. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm not that cultured.
0: Okay, so let me let me culture you, you uncultured swine. You are right. So proceed. <laughs> 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 if if you look at a star that's low on the horizon and it looks it looks like it's changing a bunch of different colors, you're not tripping balls. That is actually what is happening. The light is getting distorted because the lower the the lower the star is on the horizon, the farther it has to travel through our atmosphere to get to our eyes. So it travels more through the atmosphere, and the light gets distorted before we perceive it.
1: That makes sense. Hence the changing colors. Right. So the RGB
0: flashy bullshit happens on the horizon, mm. and then the higher up it gets into the into the sky, it'll turn white. Interesting. So that's, that's what they were saying, that they were seeing it being distorted because it was so low on the horizon.
1: Possibly, but wouldn't you see that... Not through the trees, because there's not a direct straight line through most forests, like natural forests, like man-made forests, absolutely, but natural forests, there's not a straight line through for you to be able to see. Most bases have a tower. Yeah, but mm, I don't know. I don't know <gasps> about it. About the trees? I don't yes. know about it. I don't know about it. <laughs> I don't think I trust it. Mm.
0: They either went to the edge of the forest-
1: Okay, yeah, or that Or they got believable. up in their
0: tower- i don't know i don't know about it so the base to the northeast yes is not in the forest so they could okay. see the north side i don't know how they would have saw the south star though however apparently they were able i don't fucking know i don't know in, either even in, the, in the memo it didn't discern like any information unless more people pulled information somewhere else and there was a thing done somewhere else uh the south star matched up with the star sirius okay so, like, that's what they were seeing were just stars, which I just, I don't know how you can not know it's a star. Like, I
1: remember, I don't know. I don't either. I don't.
0: And then, so that's, so that's, like, the three main points. that They're like, that's okay. what happened that night. Y'all are tripping balls, like, what the fuck is wrong with you, said so on, so on. So then, some other things that it could, could have been, that it's theorized that it could have been, are, but not limited to, a down Soviet satellite. <gasps> and that's the end of the list. That's all I got. That, <laughs> mm, that, that.
1: Mm. <laughs> Hmm.
0: Hmm. Mm. <laughs> did that? Did that upset you? The one on the list. The Cold War. Oh my God. That was over at no, that da- point. Yeah. No. The da- and down Soviet satellite. would not. No. Everything's always a down Soviet satellite. Yeah, absolutely. That's how any of
1: this works. In the United States, we are terrified
0: of the Soviets. Yeah. Well. <laughs> not meddling. Not not meddling in our election. I guess so we're not scared of that. But at any rate, I digress. Excuse me. <laughs> so that's that's the Rendlesham Forest incident. That's very interesting. It was weird. Yeah, it was a weird one. But absolutely. But, a, but apparently they they equate that whole incident to our Roswell.
1: Yeah. No. no. <laughs> nope. That. Nope. That one's. Nope. Mm-mm. Not quite the same. If I,
0: if I if I read it correctly, that one was supposed to be like UK's Roswell.
1: That's not even like on the level, my boy. No, not even close. No, that's like you dip in your toe in the water. Roswell is in the bathtub. That's not, not the same. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you for enriching my life. You're welcome. I'm so glad you came here for this. Me too.
0: And I And I did all those notes. I appreciate it. So this is the part of the episode where I need you to pay the fuck attention. Whoa, that was because aggressive. W- <laughs> well, we have a new Patreon member. Yeah, we do. All
1: right, continue so, being aggressive.
0: pay the hell attention. Anna. That's the person's name.
1: Hi, Anna. So, thanks.
0: So I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Anna. If it's not, it's pronounced Anna, I guess, depending on on uh, your accent. So thank you so much for being here. And she was actually messaged me on... Um, Instagram. She hits me up every once in a while. She's got some spooky dolls that she wants to hit us up with. And I'm like, yes please, yes, please, yes, please. Give so um she finally became a Patreon member and I'm thanks. so excited for her to be here. Yay. Thank you for being here. Glad to have you on the team. And uh yeah, they come in pairs, so
1: that's pretty cool. Thank you, Anna. I appreciate you. Cool. Or Anna. Depending on how you say it. Regardless, See, thank that's, you.
0: That's that's why we need
1: that's why we need to know how to pronounce
0: oh, Absolutely. Okay, so moving on. Uh-huh. If you want to support us anywhere else, be sure to drop a rate and review on iTunes. And if you're following us on Spotify, please be sure to smash that follow button. And anywhere else you're listening to us, please be sure to do the thing. Because if you like what we do, rate
1: and review. Yay! Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Are you ready? I I was fucking born ready. Are you sure
1: you're ready? I don't know if you're ready for this. I'm here. I'm queer and I'm ready for whatever you're about to fucking throw at me. Okay, so this is called the Westall UFO mystery. It took place in Melbourne, Australia, 1966. Tell me, Zoe Nohen. Tell me. Okay, so, so yes, I think I think I'm gonna
0: have art done of of you as a chicken. Yes, please. I'm fine with that. No, Nohen as a a Nohen Westall 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 yeah. Westall, UFO, mystery. I pronounce things. I pronounce things as I fucking see them. Yeah. Westall. Which is why I. There's an A. It's not an E. It's Westall.
1: Yeah. Westall. I swear to God, we're not saying the same thing. We are saying the same thing. I just have an accent.
0: You're you're doing fine, sweetie. Thanks. All right, go ahead. Okay. I'm going to eat my buffalo. Um,
1: okay. Sweet potato. You, as you tell us, you story. might spit some of them out, depending. All right. So a lot of this information was taken from a documentary by Shane Ryan called Westall sixty six: A Suburban UFO Mystery. So I'm going to be very upfront about that. Give him his credit as his credit is due, since he did a fantastic job looking into everything, researching, talking to people. Just if you get a chance, I linked it in my notes. It's a fifteen out of ten documentary. Very good. Oh, yeah, very, very good. Okay, so. Around 11 a.m. on Wednesday, April 6th of 1966, students and a teacher from Westall High School reported seeing a flying object in the sky. Middle of the day. A school day. Oh. Oh. Yep. They had been enjoying their morning break. It was between 9 and 11 in the morning. They were all outside enjoying the weather. a huge...
0: That's a huge gap.
1: Yeah, I can't. 9 and 11? So like, I'm not sure if it was 9 a.m. or if it was 11 a.m. So I'm saying somewhere in that time frame, it was like their morning break time. Yes.
0: Did you know that Australia has half-hour time zones? I hate it. I fucking do too. No, I had thank to because I was because I was at work and I was like, I was I was reading some of the times and I was like, wait, why is why why are the rest of these whole hours, but this one's at 30 minutes? The more you know. Russia has it. I hate it.
1: I hate it. Thank you. Nope. Yep. I'm good. Okay. There you go. Gross. (sighs) Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) So they were enjoying their time outside in the morning. Everything, it was warm and sunny. It was a really nice day. Some of the students were playing cricket, as you do in Australia. Uh, (laughs) 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 Or the UK. It really just depends. Wherever you're at, you might be playing cricket i'm sorry that was just the most stereotypical <laughs> i'm not gonna do a shitty accent because that's disrespectful but i want to just to like the most stereotypical i'm not gonna do it but i want to i want everybody to know i want to but i'm not but you're but you're better than i'm that. better than that by god <laughs> Ooh, all right
0: yes where do where do rednecks go when they die it d- by god
1: <laughs> i'm disappointed in myself I'm disappointed in you. I'm disappointed in whoever made that joke. I'm disappointed in your mama. I'm disappointed in your daddy. And I'm disappointed in everybody that came before you. Shame on you. Shame on you, cow. Oh. You're the
0: one who said it.
1: No, no, I wasn't even saying you. it ironically. I know you weren't. Yeah. That's why I had to say it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. That was pretty good, go though. Okay. All right. Good. All right. So the students were playing cricket outside. By God, <laughs> when they saw okay. a flying object hovering near a power line that crossed over a field in the middle of the day. Awesome. Once the first student cried out, "What is that?" All of the students took notice, started pointing and shouting, and not being able to believe what they were seeing. They stared. They all stated that the object was gray or silver green. Yes.
0: How old were the kids? High school. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is a high school. Okay,
1: you said that. Yeah, you're good. It's fine. You did say that. Okay, go ahead. Don't worry about it. It was shaped with a slight, like, it was saucer shaped, and even though it was like silvery green or gray, it had like a slight purple hue to it, and it was about the size of a family car. Fairly large in my brain. That's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. So the students reported that the object was descending- it flew like over the school stopped near the power lines and then went further back across this little paddock into a nature area that the students called the Grange it's still there it's still well known like a nature area in the place right it went behind the tree line in the Grange and then disappeared down oh mm-hmm. oh it landed mm-hmm. okay yeah so some of the students at this point they see the thing they're like oh my god this is the end of the world so like <laughs> some of the kids start crying they're hugging each other like they straight up think they're all gonna fucking die not a good time not a oh, good time no. okay yeah. all right yeah, not, ooh. so one student recalls being in the science lab and he was trying to finish up um his science report he was trying to like fudge it as he said uh just to get out and be able to get to his morning break he and the chemistry professor looked out the window, saw the disc, and the professor, um, she grabbed a camera and just started clicking away picture after picture after picture to get as much as she could on what was happening and, like, to document. Other teachers who were outside, because it was more than one teacher who saw, but only one teacher who reported. So other teachers that were outside started telling the students, all right, everybody get the fuck back inside. This is not, do, do not follow that whatever you do. But of course, teenagers being teenagers are like, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to go see what that is. So they jump the fence and they make their way into the like nature area and they start running. They died. No, kind of. So they start running. What? Kind of. They start running and they're making their way in. And as the first like wave of students got there, they pass the fuck out. (gasps) The second wave of students show up, find the first wave of students... And this like weird flattened depression on the grass in the center of this clearing. So the witnesses can't remember at this point in their life because it's been like 50 years since. They can't remember if it was just like flattened grass or if it was burned. They can't remember which one it was. And that, that'll that make sense later. So they see this this big open area that's just flattened. And their friends who were passed out on the ground, they're like, oh my god, did you see it? Did you see what it was? And they're like, I, I don't remember I don't remember seeing it. I know I got here, but I don't remember. So that's not great. That's not oh, a good time. Shit. Oh my God. Yeah. So then those who didn't even make it that far into the Grange saw the craft lift back up into the sky. And as it did, five airplanes tried to come in to approach it at different times. Like five airplanes are in the sky around this thing, trying to like get to it, to like get close enough to like figure out what it is. Right?
0: Wait. Yes.
1: Airplanes? Airplanes like planes are trying to get close to whatever this unidentified flying object is this saucer disc thing
0: the, right but how high did it go up I don't that know planes are getting near it I don't that's know like, like
1: above the power lines like it went back above the power lines so that's
0: only like fifty feet yeah maybe? so I mean
1: I don't I don't think that they came down that low I don't know how low they went I don't know eh, I don't know uh this is all just stuff that I got from the witnesses so Fair enough. These five planes are, like, coming in trying to get close enough to, like, get near it, right? And it it keeps, like, zipping back and forth away from the planes um, to the point where it finally, it tilts on its side. So, instead of being, like, flat saucery, it tilts on its side, and then it zips off. fast. It was described as faster than was possible, it disappeared. Damn! Yeah. So, all told... There were about 300 witnesses. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah. That's so many fucking people. Yep. This is known as the biggest UFO sighting in Australia. It's a big deal. So that afternoon. Okay. First thing. Now that we've gotten past the actual like sighting, we're going to go into what happened afterward. Tell me. I need you to understand that schools in the 1960s were totalitarian uh, dictatorships. Oh, yeah. Whatever you had to say, whatever you thought didn't fucking matter. If the principal said something, that's what you were going to do. If you argued, you could get spanked, you could get detention, you could get expelled. Like, shit was not a good time, right? So, that afternoon, the principal held an assembly and he told the kids not to speak about the incident. No matter what, do not talk about it. It was obviously a weather balloon and the kids allowed themselves to get hyped up about nothing like you were overexcited you just made up in your head how crazy things were that's not what happened it could have been some like military weather balloon and that's all it is and you just need to not talk about it i forbid you to talk to any media no media can't say shit to anybody or you will get in trouble can't talk to your parents about it nothing why
0: why did this principal care so fucking much
1: i don't have an answer Um, Like,
0: it, like, it was no, well, I guess maybe it would be backlash of, like, what are you, like, are you teaching these kids to be, like, weirdos up in your school? So, I guess maybe it would actually be, like, a a shame to his school if, like, a bunch of kids were, like, we saw a UFO. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I still hate him.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, uh, in this documentary that I watched, um, the, uh, Shane Ryan actually goes and interviews this headmaster's children. Um, And, I mean, they're, they're both, like older now they're both in their 50s and 60s um and they ask like he asked them about their dad and they're like oh no dad was very much like things are right and wrong and you do what's right even if it's uncomfortable you do what's honorable even if it's uncomfortable and like they were raised in that like very uh he demanded respect kind of thing so if he thought that that's what was right that's what he expected so (laughs) all right so one professor after this assembly he was doing like the hall monitor job. So, like walking around, he was the youngest professor there, like brand new guy. This is his first year teaching. He's doing the hall monitor shtick, making sure like kids aren't out of class, you know, skipping whatever. He sees the chemistry professor, who had the one with the camera that had like taken the photos, right? right. He sees her talking, arguing really, with the principal and a man in a uniform. The principal is the one that's talking, and he is demanding that she hand over not just the film, but the entire camera. Uh Oh. So they take her camera. Oh, shit. Yeah. And that's it. It never... No no one knows where it went. Doesn't exist anymore, as far as I'm aware. What? What the fuck? Yeah. Same day. So journalists started to show up outside toward the end of the day. The police showed up to keep the journalists away from the kids. So now it's not just the principal is trying to keep a lid on things. The police are there keeping the journalist from talking to the kids. So all the students were told in that same assembly, you're not allowed to speak to the press under any circumstances on school grounds. If we see you there, we will expel you. So that's cool, right? That's fun. Damn, okay. So of course, once school ended, the kids were leaving the grounds. Some of the students decided that they were going to give interviews to the media Because fuck that principal. So, uh, one girl uh, walks up and starts giving an interview. I think she said it was uh, News 9. A school representative walks up, interrupts the interview, tells the kids that they have to leave and go home immediately, and then the police walk up to the media and say, you need to leave right now. So that's immediately broken up. Damn. Yeah. So those kids who did interview... Um, a section of their interview actually made it onto television and then into the newspaper. When that yes, when that happened, the students were given detention. Piss once for when it aired on television, and then a second detention when it was published in the newspaper. That's the same thing. Yep, doesn't matter. Two separate times. So jack jackass. And absolutely, uh. yeah. So when. Shane Ryan goes to because he's like, oh, it'd be a really cool idea to see that footage, right? See those interviews, right? Because he's talked to the the woman who was the girl who did the interviews. So he's like, oh, okay, like it'd be really interesting to go like see what that looks like. He goes to the local news station, the News Nine station, finds the reel, opens it up, and it's not there. Motherfucker, there's no reel. There's a tin. There's no reel.
0: There's a 10 marked for that interview, but yes. the real is gone. The <gasps> real is gone.
1: I got goosebumps. Yep. Mhm. So, at that point, he's like this is some bullshit, so he goes to find that newspaper. Well, that newspaper is no longer in existence, but it's ah. actually archived at the library. So, he goes yes. to the library and he starts like flipping through like literal newspapers. He has to put gloves on because they're old, and he finds the original article. So that's yes. still in existence. So that's cool. So it's basically exactly the same thing that what she told him in person. But he's like, all right, all right, this still exists. It's kind of weird that the video footage doesn't exist. That's a little strange. So at this point, the day following the incident that all of the students saw this thing in the sky, certain students started to get taken to the headmaster's office. They were faced with two men in suits that were not introduced. So there were two adult men not introduced. The students were forced to stand because, of course, that's a thing that they did in the 60s um, and stand there, like basically an interrogation. And one of them didn't talk at all. The other one asked questions. Uh, the students were asked to explain their experiences and like describe what happened that day. So when they get to a certain part in their story and they're like, oh, I see, I saw something in the sky, one of the men says, And I suppose you think you saw a flying saucer, huh? When she says, I saw something in the sky. And he says, oh, okay, it's a flying saucer, right? So he's making fun of her. Oh, this gets me so mad. So he follows that up with, oh, and I bet you saw little green men too, huh? So he's just like straight trying to gaslight her and make fun of her. Belittling her. Like a 15, 16, 17 year old girl. (gasps) Makes me so mad, dude. Fuck, fuck fuck those guys absolutely so this woman looking back she realizes these two men were part of the australian government because that's how they dress that's how they act that's the the typical interrogation methods that are used so now as an adult she can look back and identify okay those guys were government at that point in time she had no fucking clue who they were so that's cool. Students getting interviewed by government officials. That's nice. Which you can't do that now. Oh, Holy god, shit. Oh god, no. Oh, you'd be in so much trouble. Whew. Now, this theory that these were government officials is supported by Andrew Greenwood. He's that first year teacher that I was telling you about. Yes. Government officials came to his house after he started talking about uh This was a real thing that happened, uh, and he was supporting the students and being like, hey, yeah, like, I saw it too. That actually happened. You're not crazy. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, And he started trying to talk to the media and all of that, right? Government officials came to his house and told him, you better recant your story, because if you don't, we're going to tell everybody you're an alcoholic, and you were drunk, and that's why you saw flying saucers. Those don't exist, buddy. So... Fuck! Uh-huh. Him being a first-year teacher, he couldn't risk his career, so he recanted. And he never said anything publicly about it again.
0: But how did it get out that this
1: happened? Everybody in town knew that this was a thing. And it's it's very well speculated that the government was involved in shutting this the fuck down. So. Piss! Okay. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So, the way the teachers handled everything was pretty mixed, right? So we have Greenwood who was supporting the students, being there for them, like at least publicly. After his conversation with government officials, he recanted and didn't do that publicly anymore. Now that's not to say that he didn't privately have conversations with students to like help them work through shit, you know? Right. That probably right, yeah. still happened. I'm fairly certain it did. Just knowing how what makes a good teacher. I'm sure that's what happened. Now, other teachers refused to admit that anything even happened publicly privately didn't matter anybody that talked about it in their present detention done some people originally were like oh yeah there was something that happened but then through pressures recanted and said oh no nothing ever happened oh my god people suck yep and th- then once again we have andrew greenwood who will like he he's the only living professor that's worked there during that during 66 everyone else has passed And he still refuses to publicly talk about it. Like, he'll give private interviews, but he will not do anything on the record. Which is real sad. Man, that sucks. Yep. Not a good time. So this lack of support, of course, hurt the students. Uh, They couldn't believe that the adults that had seen something happen the same time that the students did could pretend that nothing had happened. So some of those students have since recanted their statements and said, oh, yeah, no, nothing happened that day. Which uh, makes sense. Like you kind of have to try and work through that somehow. Or some students say, "Oh no, it was just a weather balloon that we thought was something paranormal. That's all it is." Which is really sad.
0: That's super traumatic. Absolutely and then just gaslighted, and to be like,
1: "Yeah, no, Noted. that shit's not fucking real." What's wrong with you? Only only crazy people think that's a thing. What's wrong with you? Like, oh, it's so awful. It's so so like
0: dehumanizing. Absolutely. Like, oh, you're- Body went through this trauma and it's like no, nah, it
1: did not happen. Yeah, no, that's dumb. Ugh. Ugh. So, many of the students weren't just faced with ridicule from authority figures. It was from anybody and everybody. Uh, their peers, some of their peers, it could be people in the community. It didn't really matter. They were told that they couldn't trust their memories because they were just kids. So, of course, they couldn't trust their memories because they were just kids. Mm. <sighs> This whole story makes me so upset, man. Woo. I, I can tell. Woo. So there were witnesses from surrounding homes. So it wasn't just the students and the teachers. Oh, snap. Yes. Oh, snap. That's an M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, beast. it's so good. So Shane, Ryan, found one of these witnesses. And this witness recalls seeing this object in the sky with his boss. They were working. They looked up and they saw this thing. And they were like, yo, what's that? So they both stared at it, and they couldn't decide what it was. Like, they'd seen movies with UFOs, but those were all just, like, sci-fi bullshit, right? Maybe not. So this witness remembers about 20 minutes after the thing disappeared, army trucks started to arrive. Whoa. So several personnel transport vehicles and several different Jeeps. So it wasn't just one army transport vehicle. It was He said at least two, and at least two Jeeps showed up. That being said... There were no mili- like traditional militaries near enough to have that kind of response time. All of the military that, that we know about was stationed farther away than 20 minutes would be able to arrive.
0: That means they have been chasing this fucking thing. Potentially,
1: yeah. Absolutely. That <gasps> or the outfits that they were wearing weren't traditional military at the time like they some of them were fatigued some of them were just you know like army surplus kind of stuff right like they weren't all in the same uniform so a military historian that they actually contacted and had a conversation with believes that this could have actually been a civilian response team that was contracted out by the australian government which would explain why they weren't in all the same uniform and they were fast to act it's either that or they were chasing it, or they knew something was going to happen, so they were posted around waiting for the fallout.
0: Those like, were yeah, our options. It yeah, it, it definitely could be, like, militiamen, like, merc, like mercenary-ish yeah. kind of, like, contracted, and they're just, like, hodgepodge together in, like, a split second.
1: Absolutely. So, like, something something fuckity is happening here, right? So, after a few days after that first assembly, another assembly is held for these students. This one was held by someone other than the principal. So five people in professional suits come into the school, into the gymnasium. These people told the students that they shouldn't believe what they had seen to be any type of extraterrestrial craft. In reality, it was simply a new and experimental craft that the military is developing. And we don't want people to panic. And we don't want the information that we're developing it to go any further what you saw was something you shouldn't have seen it's experimental and for your country you need to not talk about it Ooh, spooky the plot thickens
0: i just i don't know why like i know the masses are panicky but i don't know why the government works so hard to hide ufo stuff absolutely i have no idea like i don't like i don't i don't like like hello yeah seriously we, i don't know can't, Like, we can't just be the only ones that exist in this massive fucking universe. There's no way.
1: Absolutely. It doesn't make any sense. I don't have an answer. Now, Ah. these individuals, these five individuals, didn't give any indication who they worked for or why they were there. All they said was that was a government experiment, and for your country, you need to keep quiet. So they they didn't talk about, like, oh, we're from whatever department or, oh, we're, like, official whatever. Like, nothing like that was said. It was just five randos in suits that were like, hey, man, shut the fuck up. So that's a little sketchy. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Now, some students later heard some of their teachers talking about the group was from an experimental branch of the military. Now, that was just, like, students heard professors talking. That may not have been a thing. That could have been something they made up. I don't know. I have no idea. Just telling you Speculation. Yeah, absolutely. Now, back to the circle. Another report from some students that got near enough to the circle, left by the craft. Like, they were creeping up on it and, like, getting close because they wanted to, like, see the thing, right? (laughs) Like, as kids do. Yeah. They see these two military trucks pull up. And they're like, oh, fuck, hide. So these kids hide. And they see these two military trucks pull up and three men get out of the truck the trucks, walk over and they notice these these men in these military uniforms are in camouflage. That's important. So they were investigating this circle with some sort of equipment. Um, the kids who invested who like saw this happen um, years later used their experience to be like, oh, they were using Geiger counters so they were measuring radiation, right? Uh-huh. Now it's important the camouflage uniform is really important. Because the Australian military did not use camouflage uniforms in the mid-1960s. The only country that did, it wasn't the UK, it wasn't the Australians, it was the United States.
0: Yeah. That's it. I was about to say.
1: Yeah. Ooh. Now, there were members of the U.S. Air Force in Australia in the mid-60s. Because we were using it as part of a base in the Cold War. So our troops were there, interestingly enough. I mean, that would make sense, because, like. Oh, yeah. Just, alien just, shit, just, we're like, all over that.
0: Yeah, like, like anytime alien shit goes down oh, anywhere yeah. in the world, the fucking U.S. is there first.
1: Absolutely. We're like, ooh, space rocks. Let me touch them every time. So the overall feeling in Australia about this UFO sighting was scorn and distrust, of course. That made reports, like, that made that those reports were constantly made fun of, much like in the U.S. So during the 1960s... Things in the U.S. were like, oh, you saw a UFO? Yeah, sure you did, buddy. Yeah, huh Just like apparently in Australia. So Shane Ryan did a fantastic job looking into other UFO incidents around the time of April 6th, 1966. And he found another sighting four days earlier in Melbourne with accompanying okay? pictures. Wait. Mel- Melbourne, Australia. Okay, okay. Mm, the same place where Westall is. Fun fact. Four days prior, with accompanying pictures that matched the description of what the students of Westall High School saw. Do you have those pictures? I don't. They are in the documentary. They're very good. Very good. Because it's ev- it literally looks like a saucer tipped on its side, which is what the kids talked about when it flew the fuck off. It literally looks like the same fucking thing.
0: I... Ha- Where's this
1: documentary? It's the very first link in my notes. But like, it's on YouTube. Uh, yeah, it's on yes. YouTube, dude. It's the whole thing. It's so fucking you, good. You
0: could, you could have time stamped it. What's it called? Bah. Give me this bitch right. Here. Give it. Bah. Uh, the pup pa 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 Phenom? Phenom?
1: Phenom? What?
0: The first Phenom Westall. Uh, maybe. Haba. What's the first? W- the first word. Westall. In the YouTube.
1: Oh, in the YouTube. Yeah, bro. Hold I don't the know, link. bro. Oh, phenom, is what that is that word? <laughs> like phenomena, but like. Oh my God! <laughs> just fucking
0: ah. Uh. You just
1: need a nap, sweetie. It's okay. Phenom.
0: <laughs>
1: I <sighs> just okay. Continue. It's all, I'm gonna it's all die. Good. You're I'm doing gonna... great. <laughs>
0: I'm going to crawl under
1: my desk. All right, go ahead. All right. So uh, there was that one that was four days earlier, right? And then there was another UFO sighting or some sort of like extraterrestrial bullshit that happened two days before Westall High School's experience. So that two days before, Ron Sullivan was driving his car in central Victoria when he saw a crazy bright light through the trees on the right hand side of the road from him. So as he approached it, he felt as if he should drive to the source of light. As his car started to turn against his will, he saw himself approaching a huge tree at very high rates of speed. He knew if he hit that tree, he was dead. So that's not good. Oh my god. Right. So he fought it with everything he had, and he was somehow able to throw off whatever it was that was making him turn his car and jerked it into the opposite lane on the other side of the road until he passed it. The only reason that he came forward about this incident and then he reported it to the military police was because a few days after that happened, a day after the Westall sighting. A 22-year-old man wasn't as lucky as Ron. He ran into that tree and died. That same fucking tree.
0: Th- that's not a coincidence.
1: Absolutely not. So that's why Ron came forward and was like, look, something is fuckety. This is not okay. So after coming forward, Ron was, of course, visited by several members of various state departments, including the Australian Air Force. So they inspected his car and promised that they would contact him with the information that they gathered and of course, he never heard from them they ever didn't. again. Nope. Yeah. So he just took his car and said, get fucked. <laughs> so we know that the Air Force was involved in at least two of these sightings when they investigated possibly working with other countries' military, naming the US, right? So of course, researchers wanted access to the military files, specifically those notating the UFO reports from that year. Mm -hmm. So it took 16 years for those reports and records to be released to the public, and all three of those sightings were not listed in any reports to do with UFOs, to do with any sort of, like, flying object. Even if you searched Westall 1966 in any of those declassified documents, which a lot of stuff came out after um, a thing called Australia's Open Disclosure Projects. Uh-huh. Anybody that searches in those things, even someone that's working for that disclosure project, searches for Westall 1966, finds nothing that entire year. Even though we know- Cover up. Yeah. The Air Force was involved in at least two of those sightings. Nothing. So that's a little sketchy. Redacted. Absolutely. That's um, that's not good. Even people who search through the- even members of the australia's open discourse project when they search the air force the department of defense records anything it's all been scrubbed nothing mm-hmm. go ahead i found the picture isn't it good video isn't it good? it's at
0: it's at 13 minutes and 27 seconds and Thank it's you. on its fucking side
1: Told it looks you. like a bell it does it looks like a bell it absolutely does yeah and those were original photos taken because that guy did not turn those the fuck over he was like no nah, man he didn't he didn't even come forward in the original investigation. He only showed up because Shane Ryan put something in the newspaper and was like, Hey, anybody that knows anything, come here. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. He's sneaky Fuck. boy. He very good.
0: Fuck the government.
1: <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. For for legal purposes, that's a joke. But <laughs> For legal legal reasons, this is a joke. That's a joke. Absolutely. But anyway. Okay. I found it. I'm glad that you got to see those photos because they're pretty pretty spooky. It's actually a really good documentary, man. Like, it's really good. Oh.
0: I might watch it. It's so like,
1: good. I might... I might. You should. It's great. Yeah. I had a really good time watching it. Now, Shane Ryan okay. decided at this point that it made the most sense to try and draw some figure of authority out of the woodwork by having interviews published on television and in the newspaper all over again. Do it again. Exactly. So he invited Fuck. like a bunch of media out and he was like, hey, let's talk about West Westall 1966. It's great. No authority figure came forward, but another witness was found. Okay. A man named Kevin Hurley, a university student in 1966, had seen the circle in the earth at the Grange the day of the sightings and decided to go back the next day for a closer look. When he arrived to walk down to the site with some of his friends, a group of military either Air Force or Army, was there preventing he and his friends from access to the Grange. They were given no reason as to why they could not enter. He remembers very vividly seeing trucks and men, like, walking around with what he thought were Geiger counters. He he and his friends were actually forced to leave before it got violent. Oh. Yeah. About a week later, they all decided, fuck it, man, let's go back and see what happened. Let's see what's <laughs> going on. As you do as a college student, right? <laughs> college t- oh College God. boy. When they get there, there was no military, there was no trucks, there was no people, there was nothing. When they walked to the section where that circle was, the whole, like all of the grass surrounding it, had been cut. Which I mean, it's the in the grange, it was a nature area, so it was left long. All of that grass was cut, and the area where the circle was was torched. The military burned it, so that no evidence remained. Like how? Wait, say so that. So how long after? A week. Oh, a week later, they came back and everything like a match had been taken to all of it. Um, The grass was all cut. So you couldn't tell where the actual like if you hadn't been there before, you couldn't tell where the circle was because all of the grass had been cut to the same level. And then the area um, about 10 or 15 feet around where the actual like depression from the UFO was had been burned. Everything in, in that like 10 foot around circumference just burned.
0: So That's cool. Oh, there, it was just a weather balloon.
1: Oh, absolutely. It was just a fucking weather balloon. Whoo, God. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was one researcher who tried to find out everything that he could about Westall before Shane Ryan ever got his hands on it. His name was Dr. James McDonald, and he was an American physicist who had de- actually developed theories on the effect of high-altitude flying on the ozone layer in the U.S. Like, he, he was a very well-known physi- physicist, very well-respected he started to interview people like he, he flew about a year later to Westall and started interviewing people who witnessed the events. And Shane actually uses some of his notes and recorded interviews in his documentary. But unfortunately, um, Dr. McDonald, things weren't a very, very good um, in the U S when you talked about UFOs, people thought you were a nut job. So unfortunately a Senator intentionally defamed dr mcdonald on the senate floor and talked about how oh no he's in that job that likes looking into ufos he thinks they're real so mcdonald lost his job he lost all respect in the american community and in any international community that he had and he unfortunately ultimately took his life um, as a result, so uh, not not a good time. Um, he he did a lot of work and in looking into a lot of things and trying to scientifically explain how UFOs function and why they're a thing and like what they are. He he very doggedly went after this area of unknown and wanted to make it known, which is all you do as a scientist. So right, that's really fucking sad. Ah, um, but um, <sighs> moving on from. I just, I wanted to mention Dr. McDonald because he did a lot of work on this project, like on trying to find out about Westel, and it it really sucks what happened to him, but he is an important person in this story. Um, He actually talked to, or had had several phone interviews with the kid, like some of the kids, some of the students and some of the, uh, the professor that I mentioned earlier that doesn't talk publicly he did a recorded interview with dr mcdonald that was like hey like don't publish it is that cool and he was like yeah that's fine i just want to know what's happening so neat yeah so let's move on to theories other than ufo as you as you do bruh yeah so one theory is that the military was in fact testing some sort of new contraption now if that is the case It could explain why the military descended so quickly, because they were waiting to figure out where it landed and, like, what happened and what was going on, right? That's an option. It does still leave the question why that was never declassified. It seems like a really simple explanation to just declassify some sort of, like, project that the military was working on in the 60s. It's been 60 years. Just bring it out. Like, so, so... Because um, other stuff at the time has been declassified.
0: There's also I've I learned that when things hit the 50s or it's supposed to be 50 year mark, mm-hmm. 50 60 year mark of of declassification, the government holds to the right to recal- like to reclassify it and
1: keep it classified. Yeah, and I mean that makes sense. It just really sucks. Yep. And there was a uh, the military historian that was uh, interviewed for this documentary was talking about. Oh yeah, it could very well be. That it was a military project and it was just eyes only. So anything that could have been written down has since been destroyed and the people who... Burned. Right. And the people who were involved in the project have now passed on because it's been Dead. 60 years. So nobody is alive to talk about it and nothing is written down. That could very well be what it is. And that's why it's not declassified. Which fucking sucks. Because here we are. <laughs> yep. But fine. Ah. So regardless, that's, that's really the only theory that anyone has is that, oh, oh, no, it was some sort of military thing that nobody knows about. Whatever. So regardless yep. of what actually happened that day, Shane Ryan's documentary and his research into what happened has brought many of the witnesses together. And they actually have been able to discuss openly with one another for the first time in their lives about what actually happened that day in April in 1966 without fear of ridicule from one another. So they're actually having um like they had a reunion at the school and they all like hung out in the gym and like talked about it and were like oh shit no i remember this like do you remember this that's crazy wow so that's that's that makes me happy at the very least that those people were able to talk to each other and not get disrespected
0: Ugh. yay they got the trauma process together yes
1: so <sighs> and that's happy ending that's my story Westel ufo okay. mystery that's never been fucking solved Yes. I have a theory. yes, tell me tell me your
0: theory because I said bell mm-hmm. and then it hit me. it hit me. yes. didn't the Germans have a bell-shaped ship that was a time traveling thing? I don't know. I can Google okay, it, I'm gonna do that as a page. I'm gonna do that as a patreon episode German because there's a yeah, type in the German bell. oh, it's a hoax. no,
1: it's not. okay. <laughs> All right, that's just the first <laughs> it's, thing. It's real in my heart, okay oh hitler's anti-gravity bell
0: yeah that's a thing it's also it's supposed to, it's something i don't know anyways i'm gonna do an episode oh hell yeah on Patreon.
1: hell yeah let's go the nazi bell oh my yeah, yeah, god yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a bell there's actually a bell oh it's it's, it's, bell from, bell? it's from a, a a nazi church apparently oh okay no we're not talk- no <laughs> i'm talking about like a no i'm talking about like Church Yanizers. replaces Nazi Bell. No, Yay. that's not what I meant. No.
0: Um
1: <laughs> That's the one I found. I was like, whoa, buddy.
0: Anyway, no no no. no. There's a there's a whole thing like uh, you just like you spiked my brain and I, I remember this. So I'm gonna do a Patreon episode on it probably Hell soon, yeah. I gotta take a I gotta take a break on the whole I still haven't fucking finished the whole um Yeah, you have not. Ex- the eight way experience. My God. There's so much. And I gotta start something um, else. Yeah. Now you said you were gonna cover the Bilderberg meetings. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yep. You Gotta do that. But I, but I gotta do my next episode, which I might take a break from the. I believe in you. Gateway. Yeah. Gateway experience
1: and do this because this is fun. Yes. Gotta do things that are and fun. The,
0: ga- the Gateway experience hurts my brain. But anyway. <laughs> okay. <coughs> Thanks for this. Thank you. This was great. That documentary is an hour and tw- twelve minutes long. You should check it out. It's really good. F- phenom westall 66 a suburban ufo mystery is what the uh youtube link is called yeah. so check that out
1: give it a like it's very good it's very very good it's past my bedtime yes it is it's late hour for you it's like nine thirty. Yeah, grandma yeah.
0: Ugh. i gotta go bed. well i get i go to work at seven i know me. great job at any rate okay thank you for that that was amazing i'm glad I, you you come with the best stories i try you really do i try really hard you do yeah, you do, and it shows.
1: Thanks.
0: Okay. All right. Um, what do I do here? Oh, if you wanna, if you wanna check us out, be sure to head on over to our website at www. No, there's no. It's not the World Wide Web. There's, it's just haunt her. I... There's no Ws. There's no W's. Oops, Blake.
1: Whoa.
0: <laughs> You'll text me about that later. Okay, it's I fine. I just, I just say shit, so he texts me. So, uh, haunt her. I barely know her. Dot com. We have a contact page if you want to drop off a topic for us to cover.
1: Or a joke. Also, yes. Send me jokes. I love jokes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. You can send Zoe some jokes. <sighs> send send some um, D's and that's jokes. God, I love fun. it when people send me those. Thank
1: you so much. Ugh, they make my day.
0: Anyways. <laughs> um, you can check us out on our... Social media, Instagram and Twitter at H H
1: I B K H podcast.
0: I'm on Instagram. i always on Twitter. I'm slowly starting to come back on Instagram. It's a process. Woo. Um, holidays are hard. Amen. Holidays suck. God. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you're gonna I'm do. Gonna, I'm gonna keep go to drinking and play some video games. Okay. I'm gonna go to bed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay great all right so good talk yeah um thanks for coming and until next time haunt her i barely know her
1: or any of those weird flashing lights i thought you were gonna say those goblin kids here there be goblins. <laughs>